Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, on this week's edition of The Big Three, I talk a little bit about warm-ups and recoveries. There's definitely a right way and a wrong way to do this kind of stuff. We touch on a little bit about hydration and why it's important and how to go about hydrating the body properly versus trying to do a rush hydration that doesn't last and it opens yourself up for a heat injury. So dynamic warm-ups are a huge plus. Um, Static stretching and stuff like that where the body's cold, the heart rate is low, is definitely not the way to go. And uh, being able to listen to our body having our, our children understand how um, their body communicates with them and what their body is telling them. So check it out. It's hard in the summertime to warm up properly. Because of the heat, um, these facilities, man, they are tight. Um, you, they could move times up on you. There's, there's a lot of different things. Okay, your coach should not, dictate how you as an individual warm up okay so static stretching is not is not the best method it's proven static is it 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 causes injury more than it prevents injury so dynamic warm-ups look it up i'm not an expert on it um on on every facet of dynamic warm-up but you need to do something to get your body warmed up, loosened up before you start doing stretches and working out. We don't want to be stationary when we do our stretches. There's a lot of different movements you can do to get your muscles, your ligaments, different things loosened up, warmed up, ready to go um, without just standing there and doing this motion here and then doing this and then taking a ball and throwing a ball to warm up. You should warm up to throw the ball. Don't use throwing to warm up. Okay, on the batting side of it, you shouldn't hit a full bucket of balls on the tee, and then once the last ball is hit, you're good. A coach can't tell you that you're loose, that you're good, that your your mom and dad, they can't tell you that you're done swinging or you should swing some more. That's got to be a feel thing for the player. What I mean by that is it could take you three or four swings to get into your groove, and then you hit, you start hitting like you want to. It could take you 15 balls to get like you want to, to where you're, you're picking the ball up, you know, early off the bat, off the tee, whatever. 
It shouldn't be, hey, go hit your 20 balls because you could be good at hitting at five, your fifth ball that you hit, you could be right on point, and then you carry that to ball 13, and then now you have fatigue, your lactic acid is starting to form, you're not bending down as far, your back is now tight, you might be having a blister forming on your hand, so you start to change something. So then your last seven balls, because you still got to hit that 20. Remember, coach said, got to go hit 20 balls. So now where you got to your form where you wanted to be, like ball five through 12, instead of stopping at 12, hey, I'm good, I'm on, I'm, I don't need any more. You hit those last seven balls. So you started to create bad muscle memory. You're taking that bad muscle memory into your next station, if that's what you're doing, or into the game, okay? So I can't tell you that, it's seven balls, and then once you hit seven, you have good swings for five or six swings, and then stop swinging. I don't know what it is for you. Parents, you need to communicate this with your players, and players understand that we can't tell you how long it takes you to warm up and if you've warmed up too far. We can't, say, we can't tell you that. We can't tell you if your heart rate has gotten high enough and your body temperature has gotten high enough to where you can – up your workout right before you get into the game to where it's time to go. Okay. That you need to be able to communicate that with your kids and your kids need to be able to communicate that with themselves and understand, kind of understand what they're going through. So they can be at peak just because coach has hit 20 balls that may or not, may or not, may not be the, the best thing for your, for your kid. Okay. Same thing. Like if you're going to go hit with them in the yard, you know, let's not hit so many balls at one time that we go from warming up oh now we're grooving and since we're grooving and we're hitting them good we continue to pound 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 and then all of a sudden that lesson where all that confidence was so high because they were hitting it just like they wanted to they started hit like crap because they were tired or they're getting a blister or their back was sore or their calf started to cramp or or whatever so helping them listen to the body on the warm-up is huge especially game days and not just going through their game day warm-up on game days. Go through a game day warm-up at your practices so that you know what your warm-up is on game days. You know, you could have 30 minutes or you could have an hour and a half. You know, some you know, I'll see some teams run a full daggone practice before a game. And they do that sometimes because they've been sitting for two games. They They got the... They got lucky or unlucky, however you want to look at it. So they'll pick a time. If there's an open field, they'll do something. They'll go and they'll do like a simulated game almost, or they'll have their body temperatures up and their heart rate up for about 45 minutes to simulate them being in a game. Then they can come down. They can rest a little bit. They, they can kind of get their heart rate back down, but it, it keeps them in sync. You know, how many times have we been in games where, or tournaments where we play eight and then we'll play again at 930 and then we sit till 230. Our girls come out flat, right? That 30 minute warm up before the game, it ain't helping. It's not. So there, there's a lot of different things that go into the warm up. So figure out what works best for you. I don't know. I don't know each kid. I'm, I don't. As far as recovery is concerned, allow your kids to communicate to you what hurts when it started hurting how much it hurts because we as parents we don't want our kids to hurt but there is some pain that goes along with growing as our as our daughters maybe get faster maybe get stronger maybe get thicker maybe get whatever 
their bodies are growing. It's it's growing pains. Not every time there's a little this is hurting. I, who knows if they're really hurt or not? So there needs to be a little trust issue with the recovery on, on as far as injuries are, are concerned. Do not be scared to seek medical attention, medical advice for something that happens. I see a lot of times I've talked to a lot of parents that, um, especially lessons, we're going, uh, she'll have to take it a little bit easy day. She twisted her ankle uh, two days ago. Well, you shouldn't be out here with me then. You know, you got to let the kid recover. If we don't let him recover, there's a, you know, a four or five day injury that now lasts for two weeks because we wouldn't let her recover from it. If they get hit with a ball and it's bad enough, I mean, bone bruises take a while. I mean, you get stuck in the ribs with one, you know, there could be a fracture in there that we don't see, you know, right away or they can feel it when they breathe or whatever. So let our kids recover. There is no tournament at eight, U, 10, U, 12, U, 14, U, 16, U level that matters enough to where we can let them play through an injury. Stop letting our kids play through injuries. Now, there's a difference between playing through an injury and playing hurt. You know, we could get we could get a cramp somewhere, and we just got to deal with it. We got to work through it. You know, um, a big part of recovery is the hydration, that proper hydration. Hydrating the day before, it ain't, it's not good. You got to hydrate 48, 72 hours. 96 hours before so if we don't know how to hydrate properly i learned this in the marine corps I forgot about it until i found it and i started focusing on making sure we're hydrating um through the summer because it's been a hot one been humid think of their body as a sponge or think of your body as a sponge if you set it on the countertop dry and you take and dump a bunch of water on it yeah it's going to soak up quite a bit of it it's also going to run right through it pretty quick. And a lot of it's going to splash out. But if you take that same sponge dry and you pour water into it slowly over time, not as much is going to run straight through it and not as much is going to splash out. There's a lot of it's going to be absorbed in there. As the water does start to seep out of it, you can add just a little bit more at a time. So we want to be hydrating, you know, all summer long. It, we shouldn't be getting messed. Hey, make sure we hydrate and it's Friday night or thursday we need to like if you're playing this weekend today's tuesday right if you're playing this weekend you should start the hydration process to recover from this past weekend's tournament or practices whatever you had you need to start that recovery process on your hydration today tonight you have to because by thursday your body should be replenished with those electrolytes water liquid isn't electrolytes so if we're flushing our body, if we're just pounding water, pounding water, you're actually flushing out the electrolytes in their system. They're sweating it out and they're peeing it out. So you, it has to, there's so much science behind electrolytes and different drinks and stuff like that. So pick your own, choose your own, do whatever you want to do with that. We don't just start it all of a sudden. Um, if you have a heat injury, if you've ever experienced a heat injury, not only are they deadly, um, they stick with you for, for the rest of your life too. So if you're able to survive a heat injury, they're with you forever. Um, you'll always be susceptible to a heat injury. Um, when I was in the Marine Corps, they guys would, they would fall, they would fall out for a heat injury. And one of the things that the corpsman and stuff would tell us, our, our higher ops and stuff would tell us is like, look, they'll never be the same. They can't handle the heat as more. It's just like, if you get you know, frostbite or, or whatever, a cold injury, 
you're susceptible to them. The heat injury is the same way. If you've had a heat stroke or, you know, heat exhaustion, you know, there's different levels of that. Um, you can't recover from it. And I would hate for a kid to be playing in, in some four or five team tournament in Wilmington and have a, have a heat injury and it affects them for the rest of their life. You know, it's not work. So um, stretching as well after games, I, man, I know, look, there might be 2% of youth athletes that do a proper cool down and stretch after a fact or after, a, you know, after a tournament, after a practice. The cool down is the coach coming and standing there and talking to everybody. So um, I would initiate, have one of your players talk to, or if you're in with a coach, say, hey, look, when you, at the end of tournaments, let's make sure our girls are stretching. At the end of practices, make sure our girls are stretching. Because standing there, sitting there, especially sitting there, sitting there, your muscles are getting tight, this and that. We're not letting our muscles breathe. We're not letting them expand. So if we can do some type of stretch, it helps. You know, stretching is huge for health down the road. Um, so stretching in the morning, not just at a physical activity. You know, we stretch at PE or we stretch before a game. or You know, the, try to get on some routine where we're stretching in the mornings and stretching at night before bedtime. I don't stretch enough, but that's a part of that warm-up and recovery. There's a lot, lot more that goes into it. Um, so my purpose of this is just shining light on it so you can do, do your thing. I'm not going to tell you how to do it or why to do it, but my thing is to just sort of provide some thought and kind of spread some information out there to you so that it at least – intrigues you enough to where you think about it or it 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 brings it up to where it's a conversation you can have with your significant other or, or your your daughter or whatever um so questions and comments i do have a couple of uh couple in here in the chat um right as far as the emotions go um with the emotions uh, the ump needs to engage the fan, in my opinion. Uh, I always thought it was unfair to expect a coach to control his fans. He has enough to worry about. I, I've always heard that, too, um, as far as the emotions go with the fans. Um, the umpire will say, hey, look, you need to control the fan. If I have to throw somebody out, you're going out, too. That's a little unfair. That's not how it should be. I, you know, I completely agree that the um, – the, the umpire should just throw, throw the fan out in the, in that case. Um, you know, it's a broken system that we have right now. And it starts with me. It starts with you guys. It starts with all of us to, to be better uh, moving forward. Um, yeah. The recovery it's the recovery is just as much, just as important as the, um, as the warm up, in my opinion. Um, I think it's, I think it's a bigger, it's a big issue that is just, it's not addressed because it, it, we don't worry about it. We're, we're ready to go home. Um, the kids have been hot. We've got other siblings that have been at the ball field all day. Um, so the recovery process, it, it, it actually starts at the same time you're warming up. You need to start building your recovery at the warm up. Um, so if you took nothing from this other than the recovery thing, 
I think it it's that's big. I mean, that would be my my one big takeaway that I, I hope you guys, you know, do take away is let's do let's do the recovery. Let's get on it, and then we can spread that word. Um, we see it all the time. Kids are done; they pack up and they go home, and then they can barely get out of the car. They talk about this is sore or that sore, or whatever. They're going to be sore after the fact, but if we can help them, um, we get rehydrated quickly, and you know stretches eating the right stuff you know cheeseburgers and, and french fries and all that greasy stuff isn't the best you know bananas in moderation are pretty good anything that's like potassium is good for you so um that kind of stuff all right so that's just my take on the warm-ups and the recoveries by no means am i an expert i've just been around the game a long time um, i've talked to a lot of different coaches a lot of different specialists and uh, dynamic warm-up is definitely the way to go gets the heart rate up gets the body kind of limbered up it warms up the body you got a higher body temperature um, so your body is more you know accessible to the athlete um, you, you don't want them to start just cold and start throwing you know they could feel a little something in their elbow or their shoulder or their wrist or something and it's just because they didn't get warmed up properly uh, as far as the recovery goes um, let's just not sit around after a game or after a tournament. Let's, you know, get a couple stretches in. Let's let our body cool down the right way. Um, we don't want to just go jump into the AC right after their body temperatures are, are up, you know, in the triple digits. Um, you know, because that, that could have the body go into a shock. There's a lot of different bad things that they happen with that. So cooling down the body the right way. Um, and also the hydration if you like that sponge analogy, really use that um, and think about it. That the body needs to hydrate over time so it hydrates properly. Just chugging a whole bunch of water, you know, in a short amount of time, your body's going to get rid of that stuff. So you're going to end up flushing out your electrolytes and just a lot of bad stuff can happen. So um, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, uh, make sure you share it with a friend. And when you do, make sure you tell them you love them.